Again, in case you're just tuning in all morning long, we're celebrating those with disabilities who are doing amazing things. My next guest was born with cerebral palsy. He is an athlete, author, and advocate. It's our pleasure to welcome Bonner Paddock, Rin, to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Bonner. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Now, you are amazing. Speaking of amazing, now we know that you were born with your umbilical cord wrapped twice around your neck, yet you were diagnosed with cerebral palsy not until the age of 11. How do you make it to 11 without being diagnosed? Uh, that's the thing that I asked my, uh, we asked each other a lot for, uh, I guess with the ability that I have, it kind of threw a lot of the doctors for a loop because I did have some high functioning abilities that aren't as common in the area of cerebral palsy. So um, I think that maybe what threw them off of that initially and then through an expert uh, and a chance encounter with uh, my brother because he got injured, uh, we were able to get it properly diagnosed at 11 years old. So it was definitely an interesting journey to get to that point. But uh, a lot of interesting doctors' diagnosis uh, along the way that kept us uh, kept uh, my family on the toes. Now, Bonner, you say that you are proud to have cerebral palsy. It's your greatest gift you've ever been given, is what you say. How true is that? Yeah, I, I do believe it's a gift. For a long time, I actually cursed it and was embarrassed about it and didn't want to talk about it. And so to kind of go from that to, I think, maybe more the other side and understanding it's helped me actually appreciate uh, how good I have it where um, before I always cursed it because it made me walk different and got teased for that. And so I thought it was actually something that wasn't a gift. And then learning how lucky I am and fortunate to have the abilities that I do physically and mentally, it's one of those things that as we continue to go through life, um, I realize that those gifts really aren't going to be um, a challenge. So, yeah. So I'd say, well, it's not really a curse at all. It's a gift, and I could have all the way uh, let it be a curse, I guess, if I didn't choose to look at other people and their abilities. Uh, I guess it's the one thing that I was looking at it completely the wrong way. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're celebrating people with disabilities who are doing amazing things. On the phone with me now is Bonner Paddock Wren. For more information on Bonner, you can visit our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. Now, you hold two world records. (laughs) Tell me about this because this is one of the things that makes you amazing. Tell us about these two world records, if you will. Um, yeah, we set out in 2008 to try to be the first uh, person with cerebral palsy to climb Mount Kilimanjaro unassisted. Um, and so that was an eight-day adventure up uh, the mountain in Africa. And it's also kind of what where the uh, foundation idea was born as well. And then uh, the second one was in 2012, uh, was the first person with, with cerebral palsy to uh, finished the Ironman Kona uh, in the World Championships in Hawaii. Wow, look at that. So that's awesome. What kind of training goes into accomplishing those things? Not to mention that, you know, you do have cerebral palsy, the limitations are things there that you had to deal with. What was that whole training process? Because you don't just walk up Kilimanjaro. Mm. (laughs) You got to do a lot of uh, working on, you know, and that was kind of my challenge was I had to redo my nutrition and relearn how to work out better and focus on the muscles that I avoided a long time because I think uh, sometimes people can 
uh, focus on the things that they're strong at, but avoid the things that we're weak at or that we're afraid or that we have fear or trepidation. And so both of those world records actually went straight at things that I feared or that I was very physically or mentally weak at. So I really had to focus on the areas of my body that like the CP affected. So those were my legs and my core. So I really had to develop and have a lot of special uh, people, as I call them, that were experts in those areas, develop workouts for me and trainings for me that wouldn't impact me greatly and injure me because injuries come a little bit easier, it seems like, uh, with CP and everything in those types of events that I was trying to do. So it's walking that fine line of pushing your limits in the trainings focusing on the areas that you're not very strong at or afraid at or not good at, but also not going too far because it takes us a long time to recover from our injuries as well as uh, we're a little bit more prone, I think, to injuries because of the stiffness and everything else and the lack of moisture in our muscles. So the cramping and all those things that happen so easily for us can cause some pretty bad, you know, injuries and everything like that while training. Now, you wrote a book called One More Step. You say writing the book was very therapeutic for you. Explain that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I didn't think it would be um, so difficult. And it actually really helped me realize that, okay, I went and did a couple unique physical accomplishments with Ironman and Kilimanjaro, but the things that I actually really needed to work at and that I apparently was avoiding was actually um, healing a lot of our mental pain and emotional pain. And so the book actually went right at those things because we had to talk and bring up things that either I had forgotten but some other family members or friends remembered or that I was really apprehensive of talking about. So it actually brings up the difficulties that a lot of us potentially don't know how to deal with traumas like those in our childhood or other times, don't know how to deal with them, and then we kind of put them aside or hope they go away or whatever else. So it was really, really, it was way harder than Iron Man and Kilimanjaro combined because it goes into this emotional world that you really had, I had really had to heal and try to deal with a lot of these things that I had forgotten or, you know, didn't really want to talk about because they'd still cause me a lot of pain and everything else and hurt. So having to deal with all of those things, that's why I said that. And again, in case you're just tuning in all morning long, we're celebrating people with disabilities who are doing amazing things. On the phone with me now is Bonner Paddock Wren. He was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at the age of 11. He is the first person with cerebral palsy to climb Mount Kilimanjaro unassisted. He is also the first person with cerebral palsy to finish the Ironman competition. So you say something that was really interesting to me. You say that for 30 years, you spent your life blaming others. Tell me Absolutely. about that. That's deep. Yeah, it's one of those things that when you don't want to look inside and see how you actually are the ones that are involved in making these decisions and saying that no matter what, um, it ultimately the responsibility, in my opinion, of our lives is we're in control of our own lives and how whatever's going to happen to us, it's how we react to it. And unfortunately, for the first 30 years of my life was a lot of blaming others and, and things that I thought I didn't have, you know, when I was looking at it per se, in a very different way. I blamed everybody else for my problems, thinking it was someone else's fault that they weren't there to tell me how to do that or they weren't there to, you know, help me along with this or whatever it was. And it became a kind of a cycle that once you start doing that, you never really want to look at yourself and truly have an understanding of life as, okay, it's these things have happened to you. 
how best can you kind of work through them, put them behind you and move forward. But, you know, you're not really taught that. Most aren't taught that and how to deal with things like that. So, you know, you follow a lot of patterns and everything else that you, you learn. And then if nobody's there to kind of help correct you or guide you in a, in a positive manner, you continue to go down that road, in my opinion. And so until I was learning and having more people in my life that helped me build a better pathway to the, and deal with those types of things, for 30 years, I was pretty much, per se, ignorant or not willing to look at those uh, things as my faults or my problems or everything else. They were everybody else's, and I was expecting apologies and these things and waiting for them when most of the time they're never going to come because they're doing the same thing and dealing with the same stuff, and I didn't understand that for a long time. So let me ask you this again. You were born with cerebral palsy. You were diagnosed at the age of 11. Yep. What is it that makes you decide within yourself that, I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro. I'm going to be an Ironman. What is it within yourself that makes you want to do that? Yeah, the Kilimanjaro came about after the boy that passed away, Jakey, um, you know, my inspiration for everything, but his sudden passing away, and I had just done a physical feat, which for me was a, you know, a half marathon and running with his dad a good portion of that day. It was literally after he passed away that night, and I got the horrible news the next morning, that I was like, okay, well, I'm going to run that same race next year, but I'm going to do the full marathon. And it just was a light bulb went on because we were able to raise so much money and people were so interested in that, that it really initially was, okay, this is an avenue that is going to help me talk about having CP. And it's also going to be a way for me to raise money and help other people with CP. So initially it was literally those two things. And I love the, you know, I started loving the attention because people, you know, were looking to me as like an inspiration and everything else where I didn't really feel like I was that type of person for, for up to that point. So for me, it almost became impersonal. I, I enjoyed and started and then started really saying, okay, well, if I can do all these things, then maybe there's something more and greater I can keep doing in the physical department. And so it was mainly physical-based because I really wasn't on the mental side yet, but it, I enjoyed what people were saying and people were liking me and everything else for that. So it was something that was driving me in that manner at first, and then it kind of evolved into you know, a much even greater thing than that after. Okay. So tell us about your nonprofit, your foundation. Yeah. Sure. Uh, in almost 10 years ago, actually in two months, it'll be 10 years, uh, our anniversary, that we formed uh, a nonprofit called OM Foundation that we build centers for kids with disabilities or support and fund uh, services in certain areas, primarily developing countries, although we do, our first project was uh, supporting the uh, Life Without Limits Center in Irvine, California. But we build or work with developing countries to try to help uh, begin to teach and help them learn a better way to take care of their disabled kids through physical, occupational, and speech therapy primarily, or those things that are involved directly with uh, getting the kids the right therapy. So recovery wards, if they get surgeries before they start the therapy, uh, you know, we've worked with all of those types of things. So it's just been fun to go to these other countries, help them, and teach them how to fish per se, and not just give them fish. And by doing that, we hope that that empowers those people of those countries to kind of help them, their own people in their own communities. That's our main uh, genesis of the foundation and what we try to stick to. Okay. And finally this morning, um, Bonner, now you say there is nothing that you can't do. What is your message as you travel the country? You have the opportunity to speak to 
others with disabilities. What's your message to them? Yeah, the message I have to them when I go speak everywhere is the power of one. And most people don't think one person can make a difference or one thing that they do um, makes a difference. But it really boils simply down to that. And it's taking it that you don't have this huge mound to overcome each day. It's literally choosing each day that you are going to have uh, you know, a positive attitude regardless of what happens to you. Not a good day or a bad day, but the power of one is that you can choose to react positively to whatever happens to you during that day. So truly, the power of one, if you allow it, being yourself, can make a massive impact. And I just say, look at me from the first 30 years to now, you can turn your life and begin that whenever you want. All right, Bonner, if our listeners would like to find out more about you, if they would like to get a copy of the book, if they would like to find out more about your foundation, how can they find out more? Yeah, absolutely. We're at onemanonemission.org, and you can also just Google my name, Bonner Paddock Wren. Um, obviously, it's a unique name, so all of it will come up through there, but the book's available through Amazon, iTunes, any other way that's out there. So it's available pretty much on any platform. So any of those will work perfectly. All right. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate it. Excellent. Thank you for having me on. We've been speaking to Bonner Paddock Wren. Again, he is the first person with cerebral palsy to reach the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro unassisted. He also broke another record, becoming the first person with cerebral palsy to compete in the Ironman Triathlon. Again, all morning long, we're celebrating those with disabilities who are doing amazing things. Coming up next, a military veteran awarded the Purple Heart shares her story. That's coming up next as Sunday Morning Magazine continues right after this. More to come.